Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. In my 27 years as a Victorian policewoman, I investigated everything from a stolen bicycle to a stolen life. Policing taught me a lot about human nature, which I explore in my podcasts with a variety of fascinating guests discussing the human side and impact of crime, not only on their lives, but mine as well. My podcasts are not suitable for children and some adults for that matter. If you find yourself affected by my subject matter, please contact Lifeline or any other support, service or person that you feel comfortable with. My guests provide their recollection of an event or incident, sharing their thoughts and their emotions, but it's theirs and not everyone will agree with them. I understand that and I hope you do too. Thank you. Because... As we know, it doesn't get any worse. So this isn't going to make it worse. And there's every, every chance it's going to help start to help you get better. Today's podcast is the last in a group of podcasts I've recorded where we've discussed a fairly new technique in treating PTSI, post-traumatic stress injury, which is NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I first spoke with Rob Blizzard, a former Victorian policeman, having served 33 years, 23 of which he spent as a detective, before walking out the door a dedicated but damaged detective who knew after being involved in Burke Street that he was finished and too damaged to return to a job that he'd loved. Rob Blizzard initially went down the uh, traditional path of CBT treatment, cognitive behaviour therapy, to help deal with his demons, but then he discovered NLP, which was a perfect fit for him, such a perfect fit, he became a master NLP practitioner and master conscious hypnosis practitioner himself. And through that process, he met Costa Nicolaitis, a registered psychologist and fellow NLP master practitioner who's worked in the field of mental health for 29 years, working with everything from depression to schizophrenia and specialising in complex trauma, PTS, post-traumatic stress and personality disorders. Costa conducted an NLP trial with the assistance from our previous guest, Rob, where three former Victorian police members and seven volunteers from the armed forces and the prison system agreed to take part in that trial. And Costa gave us an insight into what happened during that trial 
and some of it was phenomenal and uh, very unexpected from Costa. Uh, Today's guest, Neil Smith, was one of those volunteers, a Victoria police veteran who shares with us the amazing results of his sessions with Costa. Just a warning, though, that Neil does talk about some of the many distressing incidents which eventually caught up with him, as it does so many of us, and one of them was uh, regarding the sudden death of a small baby. So just a warning to uh, keep that in mind. Uh, But the results of his NLP sessions with Costa are amazing and it's certainly worth a try if nothing else is working for you or somebody close to you. So, look, thanks. Have a great week and enjoy uh, Neil and my uh, little chat in the lovely token wall. All right, thank you. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to join us today, Neil. Your agreement to be part of the trial is of great benefit to not only yourself, I know, but uh, to so many others, particularly for those in the future who are trying to deal with their trauma or traumas. It'll give Robin Costa so much information to work on, which will in turn continue to help and assist others who may not be improving or managing as well as they'd hoped with other treatments that they'd sought. So I also like to say thanks from the families of those who are struggling too, because it isn't easy for them to watch someone they love suffering, which I'm sure you'd agree with. Totally. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so just to set the scene for today, uh, I've come up to Tokemall and I'm at the Tokemall Tourist Park and I'm with Neil Smith. Now, Neil says Smith is his last name. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you it is. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but, yeah, Neil is in a beautiful part of the world and I knew – uh, Neil, without even being introduced to him, because as I drove into the uh, tourist park, there's this um, big burly man around the pool, and I thought to myself, you know what, that'll be Neil. Well, guess what? It is. <laughs> so what brought you to the Token Wall Tourist Park? Well, we were in um, Agnes Water. We were at Airlie Beach before that for four, four years. Nice part of the world. Beautiful. It's a trap. <laughs> to track there for the um, cyclone. Oh, yeah. So yep. that, was, that was different. Yep. But um, then we managed a place in Agnes Water, which yep. is just heaven. Yeah. We're only 200 metres off the surf beach there. Yeah. It's the last surf beach before the reef starts. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Oh, sensational fishing, great beach. Mm. But then... Uh, you just realise you're too far from home. It was a yep. five, six-hour drive to Brisbane and then a three-hour flight to Melbourne. Yeah. So you've obviously got family in Melbourne? Uh, Ballarat. Okay, Same yeah. as Pat. Yep. Ballarat. Yep. And her mum was sick and was dying and we had to do a Russian trip back and that's when we realised it was so far away. Yeah. So we've owned a unit in Toke for probably seven years now. Mm. So we thought, oh, we'll come mm. live back here. Mm. And I'd get my old job back as a cameraman with um, TRP, which do the, all the production for racing.com. Okay, yep. No, happy to have me back. And then Pat planned to pick up a couple of days of work just mm. in motels doing what we were doing, but mm. she ended up getting the job here managing. So mm. Mm. here we are. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of beautiful places in the world, but Toke, as oh, they, okay. I've got to be, I've got to be uh, like a, a, a uh, what do you call it? A local, and it's Toke. It's not Tokemore. It is Toke. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. But so, why Toke? What what brought you to actually well, Toke? Pat's 
uh, sister and brother-in-law, they had a restaurant in Bendigo. Yep. And started to lease one here. Yep. And um, before they got to open that, before the one in Bendigo sold. Yep. There was a residence, so we co- we were coming up here on days off. Okay. Yeah. And look, this is a nice place. And Pat was selling real estate at the time. Yeah. And got a real estate book. Hmm. And of course, to drag me around houses that I wasn't interested in because we were buying a place in Bendigo. Yeah, yeah. And she had all these wonderful ideas and she said, well, no, we'll just use what we've paid off this to buy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, know, you just can't win, so you just go along with it. <laughs> but look what happened. Anyway, we Pat knew. <laughs> buying a unit here yeah. seven years ago and in that time prices of here have probably, because of COVID, mm. prices here have trebled. Mm. I can so, see why. Mm. A lot of retired people from Melbourne and Victoria are now mm. selling up, and it's levelled out a bit price-wise. But mm. yeah, they're still moving in. Mm. The out the back, there's um, estates of 40, mm. 40 lots, uh, acre blocks out near the airport, and they're all sold. Mm. They're just waiting for yeah. houses to be built. Out, so. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I blame after COVID. We sort of escaped COVID a little bit from living in the country, but. Oh, yeah, the, the city well, people, they've just had enough. We had um, the army from Canberra and police out of Sydney manning the border mm. and a few of them bought houses here mm. and yeah. as rentals and then with the sole intention of coming here to live. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, the poor old sergeant, he got asked by a young policewoman when he planned on retiring. <laughs> She wanted his job. I can't say I'm blaming. Oh, James, he said, he said, no, no, listen, I've got 10 years now and you had to get paid. I was saying to uh, Neil as I drove in, the birds here remind me of oh, home. The oh, the Corellas. And, and yeah, and you have the same issue here. So it makes, sorry, but it yeah. makes me feel good yeah. that we're not the only ones that are oh, suffering. Me and a mate went fishing now before Christmas. Five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, we only two on the river and couldn't hear each other talking yeah. in the boat because of the bloody birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I know they're a protected species, um, but they actually eat our hoses. Everything. They eat wire. They are. <laughs> They do. Yeah, I know. I know. They eat everything. Yes, I understand. Anyway, let's get on to today because we could be here forever. Now, Neil. We'll get a couple of beers. (laughs) It's a bit early for that, isn't it? Oh, well, (laughs) 11.30. That old line. Um, So you were a policeman for how long, Neil? 30, 30 and a half years or something. Yeah? Yeah. And what happened? Why aren't you a policeman now? I went off on the mandatory two-year sick leave that we all go off on when we get um, yep. what I thought was depression but probably now PTSD. Yeah. So I um, did the two years and mm. didn't go back. Mm. Um, and and so what can you tell us a bit about the build-up to you well, leaving after 30-something years? You, you work, I worked in Hopeton and Wormerland probably the last 15 or 16 years of that. Mm. And very small Mallee communities. Mm. So every incident actually affects you. Mm. You might think of it at the time. Mm. Um, 99% of the deaths you go to mm. are people you know, mm. you know the families, mm. 
Mm. It's just a build-up over time, mm. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And we you would... end up going to the funerals. Yeah, true. You know, one of the kids I went to, he's um, picked him up off the side of the road. His car was turned over in a paddy. Mm. I'd had a beer with him that afternoon before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to just sort of put that. Well, it's impossible, isn't yeah, it, to then, put that behind and then you? Go down to his parents to a K down the road and have to tell him he's mm. not coming home. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You only have to do one of them, don't you? But obviously, yeah. being where you were, you did a lot of a lot you of that, do, and you know everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to, and I understand that because I worked at Kai and um, I know the boys at Kai, any time that there was an accident, they would drop everything and literally run out the door. And sometimes I'd think, hang, hang on a sec, boys. But they were just, they just, it was like one of their family members. Were, and I mean, they didn't know, but that's how much they wanted to get there and help and do what they had to do. And then most of the time, yeah, as you say, it was people they knew. Yeah. yeah so before that, uh, did you work in Melbourne or were you no, always? In Melbourne, I was a bit of a stalwart at City Traffic and I ended up being an upgrade as a sergeant there for. Four years okay. before I came back up here. Yeah, yeah. I went to Hopeton and Wormley. Yeah, okay. And so tell us about your, let's say, your decline. Did you, uh, I think we were talking before, it was both for us a bit of a slow burn. Would you agree? A slow burn that you didn't realise. It's a fire you don't realise is burning. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then that uh, well, it's not the spark that starts the fire, it's the mm. cracker in the fire that explodes and, mm. Mm. and there you are. Mm. And can I ask what happened? And feel free to, you know, um, uh, gloss over it or tell me as much as you like. Friends had a cot death, and as simple as that, mm. Mm. and um, tipped me over the edge. Mm. Mm. And they were close family friends. Mm. You know, it cost them their marriage, probably cost me mine, but... Mm. Mm. I was lucky. The doctor that I initially dealt with was at at the scene of that continent. Oh, okay, right. So that was a big help. Yeah. But, yeah, never went back from that day. And uh, I think I didn't realise it was a cot death. um, Which is not violent. It's not. No. But it's the saddest of, you know. It's terrible. Yeah. I watched this lady through a pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I had my knee reconstructed and she was pregnant. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I think uh, that's probably, I mean, there's a lot of bad jobs in the police yeah. force, but you're right. I think it's the the sadness. It's, um, yeah, you'd never want anyone to go through it. Right. And so I think you were saying before that after that job, the one of the ladies there said, if you need to see the me, doctor, Neil, yeah. the doctor, r- yeah. right, she said, if you need to see me, come and see me. But yeah. what is it that prompted you to think I'd better go and see her? I was- couldn't even look at me uniform. Oh, right. Couldn't look at me shirts. Right. Okay. The thought of answering another phone call just terrified me. Right. Okay. That was the end. That was it. Yeah, okay. All right, sorry. Let's let's move on. So you never went back, you said, after that day? No. Never 
set foot? Um, well, at, at Moomer Lane, you live next door to the police station. Oh, God. So, you just can't get away from it. The house is there mm. and you're on the same block. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I was li- – and literally I went away for uh, 10 days. I went there to Rosebud or Rye to mm. my, my auntie's place. To try and clear your head? Yeah. 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 And I had to come back because I had uh, three, four kids at that stage, mm. probably more. Mm. I've got six. Mm-hmm. So, and these people had a domestic on my front. <laughs> Sorry, that's oh, not even funny, no, but you just cannot get off. front lawn. Yeah, and yeah. I said to my wife at the time, said, how's it all going? She said, oh, that bloody Andrew Osler was around there and had blew it on the front lawn with this. I said, what? Yeah. So I had to come home, and then he's come back probably the next day and said, oh, sorry, and I said, and I could feel the rage. Yes, yes. He's jumped the fence. Yep. Uh, and I thought, oh, Jesus, this isn't good. I'm not doing yeah. well. Yeah. Because I handle things better than that. Yeah. And he was terrified of me. Yeah. Sounds like you were terrified of yourself. When I went back inside and sat down, I was. Yeah. Yeah. He was lucky there was a door between us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that because they say one of the uh, signs with PTSD is anger. Oh, big time. Yeah. And uh, I remember, yes, um, I remember being at almost uncontrollable, but not to that point. Like yeah. you, you could have probably easily killed him. <laughs> uh, bashed him. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so that's when you thought, no. Well, yeah. And there's and a lot of the problem I had, and um, it's a problem that the country guys would understand at small mm. stations, mm. is your police house is your actual residence, home yes, residence. it's your house, your home. And two steps away is the police station. Mm, mm. So you, you're not out of that environment. Mm. And the psychologists used to say this isn't. Mm. It's not healthy. It's not helpful. No. That every day you look out your window mm. and there's mm. your workplace that mm. you're trying to get away from. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember a, a police, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, a policeman that I knew, he was at a one manor and his wife you know, obviously was there with the kids and I always remember her telling me that she uh, should have been paid as a policewoman herself because she she became a counsellor. She got very frightened a couple of times because people had come and knock on the door, try and bang down the door, trying to talk to her in her husband's way, but you must have dealt with all that. All that. that. Nobody should be. We had people sleep in the house. I've got, got, you know, travellers on the road who – have got no idea where a young girl, she was mm. bike riding from Geelong to Mildura, mm. gets to Wommeling mm. and she, look, she's still got 200 case to go at 7 o'clock at night. No, yeah. Come in here, at least just, she's safe. Prepared, <laughs> yeah. And the gratitude. Yeah, 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 that you can do, that you can provide people. And, you know, that's what I miss is, um, and I can see you still miss it, you know, yeah. but but I do too. I miss that being able to help people like that because if you weren't there. She sleeps on the park bench. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are the things that made our job just so rewarding. worthwhile. Oh, so rewarding. But then we pay a price, don't you we? Do pay a price. Yeah. So tell us about the two years that you were off sick 
did you ever think I'm going to go back? No. Okay, you knew you were cooked. I knew I was cooked. Yeah, yeah. And the, the oh, and it's no one's fault. No. But a, a mate of mine from O and he was going through the same thing before I even got crooked. Mm. And uh, he used to tell me, he used to have to go to Melbourne at times for his appointments. And he mm. said, you go down, that's fine. Come out of your appointment, that's fine. And then you got a four and a half hour drive back to Ayat. Yes. And Hello. In that, <laughs> yep. Boom. You, you might as well not have gone. Yeah. And yeah. The, the problem we've got in the remote areas, mm. um, I was going to see a girl in uh, Swan Hill. She was my psychologist, which was mm. fantastic. Mm. But that's an hour and a half. Mm. Drive, mm. and then work cover in their in infinite wisdom said they weren't happy with her performance. Mm. So they've taken me from an hour and a half drive, mm. which is comfortable, mm. to Bendigo, mm. which is two and a half hours. So it's it's yeah. they don't take remoteness. I don't think into mm. a lot of account. Mm. They don't realise how remote some of the areas in Victoria mm. are. Mm. In regard to your treatment, it's very uh, that hits home to me because well, I the first, sorry the first time I had to go I had to go because um, I did have a little mate of mine died two two doors down the road yeah he had that Wolf's White syndrome where your heart just gives out okay yep so when I did that they rang me up and said oh, I had a bad bug passed away during the another one I had a beer with. Yeah. That night, you just there's a, there's a message here, Neil. You don't have beers yeah, with me. <laughs> don't have a beer with Neil, everyone. Anyway, <laughs> but sort of go to Mildura. is fine. It's, yeah. it's a two-hour drive. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of thinking there. time, isn't it? And, well, it's mm. all the thinking time coming home because mm. everything's rehashed. Yeah. That's what the yeah. bloke from Oyen told me. Yeah. He said, you're right going there. Oh, I'll go to Melbourne, do a bit of shopping, get some yeah. things for the princess. Yeah. You come home and all of a sudden there's this void where you're by yeah. yourself for four hours in a so car true. Yeah. and you're thinking about what you've talked about mm. with the doctor mm. and uh, how do you feel? Well, bloody worse than when I went to... Mm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, you, no, you're right. And um, I understand um, work cover with me. I felt the same. Um, I thought the whole system needs revamping because the same with me. I had to go down two and a half hours and they just kept sending me to um, psychiatrist after psychiatrist. I think they wanted a psychiatrist to say she's fine to go back. What, what Would you, the, yeah? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah? What, what, the bloke actually went to him, Benny, I was terrific. Yep. No, but he told me, he said they do it because a certain percentage will drop out. They'll say, no, stuff this, it's just too hard. Yes. So they're clearing a certain percentage oh, off That's there. terrible. Well, he said that's his theory. Mm. He said they just make it mm. increasingly mm. difficult. And he said that one of the signs of PTSD or one of the symptoms of PTSD is you get your paperwork that you have to do. Oh, every fortnight, I think it was. And in the end, you throw it in the bin. Yep. So they're off the book. Yep. Yeah, true. They're off the book. You've, you've actually got to have quite a bit of strength, I think, Mental strength to get through that process. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree because with that. I, make, I, I spent bloody two days in the, yeah. the county court witness box proving that I had PTSD. Oh, that's terrible. I, I hope it's improved since then. So you were diagnosed with PTSD. Yes. And w- what sort of treatment did you have with your PTSD? Oh, the, the, the girl, at, or the lady at but it was cognitive, cognitive behaviour therapy, CBT. Which uh, yep. a mate of mine, a good mate of mine, um, he did a lot of fencing work, a lot of farm work yep. in Hopeton. Yep. So I went and worked with him part time. Yep. And uh, purely for his gratitude, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of beers. And a couple of beers. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dowie passed away two years ago. Of course he would. <laughs> Sorry, Dowie. Oh, we had, we had a good. Yeah. He was probably the best therapy I got because he was just yeah. an old bushy and yeah, yeah. did kilometres and kilometres of yeah. farming and yeah. drink a couple of long necks on the way home. Yeah, yeah. We left the patchy pub one Friday night and he went, he went to drive off the Hopeton Road, which is yeah. – I said, where are we going, Peter? And he said, oh, we better go along the railway line back to Hopeton. I said, well, what for? <laughs> He said, well, we've had a few beers, the coppers. I said, he's sitting next to you. An idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I said, God, stop it. Ah, Dowie. He was a legend. He was a legend. Yeah. But he did me good. Yeah. Just out in the sunshine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Physical work. So with the um, psychiatrist that you were seeing, that was cognitive behaviour? That's what she said. She's, yep. There's something you like. Yeah. I like doing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, so I suppose 
you've uh, obviously gone on for quite a while, but then what things weren't working or how did you come to um, learn about NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming? God bless Facebook. I hate it, but... Yeah, yep. uh, The police veteran site on Facebook, Rob Lezard, put up a post. They were looking for volunteers. So, And and at the time I'd been sort of struggling. Again, you don't realise you're struggling until a few things are pointed out to you. Yes, yep. And by the princess, no doubt. Yes, by the prim. We sat out and had yep. a good talk. And um, yep, I, yeah, she said, "You're not travelling well." I said, "Apparently not." Did you think um, she had a point, or uh, when she pointed out? Mm. But you don't because your behaviour—it's it, not a sudden thing that changes. No, it isn't. Well, not with me. It's no. gradual. Yeah, yeah. And this was just being gradual. Yeah, you know, yeah. Probably haven't. Instead of a couple of beers when at the end of the day you're sitting down drinking half a dozen. And yeah, yeah. She likes a drink, but yeah. I'll be sitting there you know, having a hell of a time. And, yeah. And then other things, I'll just lose my temper at the drop of a hat yep. over nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not necessarily with her, just with. Just in general, a life. Vehicle, a vehicle wouldn't work or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, so I said, well, that's what might, be, might work, Pat. Might be a. Yeah. So I went and saw I – I rang him and arranged an appointment and mm. suggested someone else on that site that they might be interested in seeing and he'd already run them, which was good. Okay, right. And so um, for the listeners, so Rob is the guy that I interviewed. We interviewed Costa after Rob just to get the listeners. Yes. So Rob – is the policeman that um, apparently I worked with at the homies. I don't yes. remember Rob. Um, and then Rob left. He had a, a number, a lot of issues. He got PTSD. He and then he met Costa yes. at a course. At a course. Yeah. And that's so that, and we heard from Costa last and week. That's when they turned up. And, and, and Costa. I don't, don't know whether it's a hidden secret. I don't think it is because Costa's quite open about it. Yeah, yeah. And he suffers. Yes, he said that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted then. Which got him into this um, Mm. therapy. Yeah. And so tell us about – so Rob advertised or said they were looking for some – Volunteers. Volunteers. Okay. So did you think – what the – because I did. What the fuck's in LP? Did you – or did you know about it? No, never heard about it. Right. But I thought anything – because what – I'd done up until then was helpful, but it wasn't. Um, not that I don't know whether there's a cure for it. I think yeah. probably cures the wrong word. But yeah, yeah. It wasn't a long term fix. Yes. And if this was um, something that stopped you regressing, yeah, then it's worth giving it a go. Yeah, yeah. Did you read up about it before? No. Because I, I was totally in the dark when I went there. Okay, it's probably yeah. Well, I think that's good. I but didn't even Google Costa's name. Yeah, because I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. But also, I suppose the fact that a former policeman can say, you know, this is what we're trying. Yes. Can you, you know, we need some volunteers. Yeah. As I said in my and introduction all I knew about Rob, mm. until I saw him, and we recognised each other. Yeah. Was it he was a formal policeman? I had no idea of his background in, in the job. Yeah, yeah. But if it's good enough for a, a bloke that's done what he'd done yeah. 20 years to be involved, we'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. And so tell us about the process. <laughs> tell us about it. 
if you're going to do it, I'll, I'll suggest anyone who's suffering that they do do it. Yep. You've got to be open-minded. Yes. Totally open-minded. Yes. And for me, because we went and stayed in Seymour the night before. We mm-hmm. had a few days off. From this is you and Pat? Yep. So we went there and we stayed in um, Seymour, um, went there the next morning, mm-hmm. and Costa's house is totally unpretentious. Mm. Yeah. And you go out the back and it looks like a garage and it's actually got it set up. <laughs> um, it's not as a clinic. It's like a little movie studio. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, so he takes you in and... But you've got to be totally open-minded. Yes. And the psychologist told me one of the good the, the good ones I went to, yeah. he said, unless something can be disproved, yeah, it's always possible. Yeah. I love it. it. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that, that has always stuck with me. So I thought, well, go there with an open mind because no one's proved this. Mm. I didn't know what it was. Mm. Mm. But no one's proved it doesn't work. So it may work. Mm. Mm. So you go through what he calls hypnosis, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, please very, do. Yeah, very, go on, uh, expand oh, on that. Um, well, you're watching in the movies hypnotizing people. It's nothing like that. Well, what is it like? Because I've never been hypnotized. Well, it's. Do you lie on a couch, for instance? No, I sat. I just sat in a chair. Yeah. And you close your eyes. Yeah. And listen to his voice. Yeah. It's a very soothing voice, very I must admit. Yeah, yeah. And um, you think at any time that you can open your eyes, but you can't. <laughs> and then he takes you through. The good thing about it is you don't go, you don't relive your experiences. Yeah. You put them into categories. Yeah. And then you put those categories into certain places, and you all you do this with your mind, with your eyes closed. Yes. And you are very relaxed. Yeah. And you're pointing in the thin air. Now, <laughs> it's a bit weird because... <laughs> go on, yeah. You're, you're pointing at... You've got to put things in boxes. Yeah. So you point at certain boxes. Okay, yep. But when they replay it back, you are actually pointing in the areas that... Okay. So your mind must direct you. Yeah. Hand somewhere. So yeah. I think Costa explained, and I don't get it at all, a bit, you know, too. Um... What's he even calls it mumbo jumbo? <laughs> so what hope have we got? So what hope has us <laughs> just metamorphosis got? Yeah, but, but um, Costa did explain about the subconscious and how we have no control over that. And Costa can help us with our subconscious. And I yes. really like that idea. Some of the things that he explained to me. I've never ever had anybody explain it in such layman's terms yes. before, and yeah. it made sense. It does. I, I got to know we call him the mad scientist up in Ely Beach. Yeah, he was a German. Yeah, worked for the CIA, and yeah. a mate of mine did Google him, and yeah. you can't. It's got his name, and that's it. So he said, "Some of us, some okay. of what he's telling us might be right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he was a physicist. Mm. Anyway, he explained. You know, we've got so many, how many dimensions have we got? Is there three or four dimensions that we've got? Like, no, um, you're speaking to the uneducated, I have no idea. Shape, light, all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said the next dimension that they would, he said there's more than, he said there's 20 dimensions. Okay, yep. The next dimension we will get, and he said it's thousands of years away from happening, 
Mm. is we will, our subconscious will, we will be able to actually link that to our DNA. Because he explained deja vu, Mm -hmm. which is that. Yeah, yeah. And he just said, well, deja vu is actually our subconscious saying in your 26 years, that million years of DNA, Mm. this actually has happened to you. Mm. But he said, we've got no idea now Mm. how to link the two. So your subconscious does, but Mm. we've got no idea. Mm. And and somehow um, uh, Costa gets into that, let's say, that first level of subconscious. And, yeah, I just liked how he explained it. And so when you were hypnotised, what happened? Like how long were you under hypnosis for? Well, as long as he decided. I don't suppose you'd know, would you? Well, uh, Pat went and got the car washed, did a bit of shopping. Okay. I think she went and had a slap on the pokies somewhere and... Mm, mm. I rang her up and she said, no, I've just pulled up out the front. Okay. It was probably two hours late. Yeah, okay, right. But he actually said at the time, no, that's enough for the day. Okay. And was that the session or? Um, that was the main session. Okay. And you remember everything about it, yeah. do you? Not now, but I remember a okay. lot about it. Okay, right but on. a lot of stuff that actually comes up never came up with the psychologists. Okay. They were... I suppose things that have been locked away for yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. Years. I think Costa said that that um, things happen to us as kids that we don't realise are traumatic. Like yeah. he, he, he doesn't talk about more or less the kids stuff. He talks yeah. about um, experiences in police force. Okay, but even that, like I've got 30, had thirty years, so there's mm. naturally there's a lot of stuff. That's, mm. 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 And didn't he say, and is it true that he doesn't, like with all the psychiatrists and psychologists, you, relive, you, you keep telling it time and correct, but apparently with this doesn't. you don't. No, you don't. You put shapes to it so you don't talk about it. You put a shape and a colour and... Gee, that sounds different, doesn't it? And how traumatic it was and then you point to this imaginary box in your head. Wow. And that's then compartmentalised yeah. in that yeah. box. Yeah. And then... Did you and Costa happen to have a couple of chuffs of marijuana no, during this at all? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Um, but but that does sound bizarre, doesn't it? It is. Like to, to, to explain that now, you think, wow, wow, that is really different. But tell me about what happened when you left. Well, we're driving home and Pat just goes, well, how do, how do you? I said, I don't know whether it's a bit of a placebo effect, but mm-hmm. I said, I feel actually good. I said, you want to go and get a few drinks? And my yeah. idea we're on the Golden Valley Highway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go and get a few drinks and book into a motel for the night if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just feel good. Yeah. I felt good. Uh, uh, would he, you... he explained, he said, listen, this, this, it might work this time, it might take a week, it might mm-hmm. take... And Rob Lezard said, I think it took him five or six days. And he yes, woke up he one did. morning, looked out the window, and geez, the world's a beautiful place. Mm. Well, with me, it was probably within an hour. Wow. Yeah. You know how you get that really good Just, feeling inside for no reason at all? Yeah. That's how it was. But there is a reason, isn't there? There is a reason. You would have to put that down to Costa's yeah. session, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. There's no other reason for there's yeah, no yeah. other explanation. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. 
And so since then? Well, what you do, before you do the session, you fill out a questionnaire. Yes, yep. And you're graded as to mm. your degree of PTSD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, you go back for the second session and you fill out the same questionnaire. Mm. And it's probably been that long. Well, I couldn't remember. No. You remember a couple of the questions. Mm. But so you, you basically fill it out, mm. honestly. Mm. And the difference in the answers was unbelievable. Really? So yeah. you did the answers before you did the session? Yes. And then? Two months later or three months later. Really? And it was that? Market difference. Oh, God. That's he incredible. Said, he said, really? He said, we'll do this. But he said, I don't think you need it. Mm. So we did another session. and. Mm. Uh, mm. So I suppose I'm going to ask you what would you say to other people who were thinking that I've tried everything and I'm just not getting... Oh, just go in with an open mind and do it. Because Mm. as we know, Mm. it doesn't get any worse. Mm. So this Mm. isn't going to make it worse. No. And there's every, every chance it's going to help start to help you get better. You won't get over it because as we know, it's a permanent injury. Yeah, yeah. But if you can put it in a small corner of your brain, which is what this mm. does, mm. and let the other part of your brain work. Mm. So do you still put it, like let's say um, the cot death, I'm sorry, yeah. but let's go back to that. So obviously it's still sad and it still affects you, but when do you put it back in that little box, like when we were talking it's about compartmentalized. it, that's the theory behind it. Yeah, I think. so you subconsciously, um, you wouldn't be human if you didn't, if it didn't affect you, but you are subconsciously putting it in that box, and are you you're making really, that shape really and all? Think about it yeah, okay, days. right, yeah, really, until some knucklehead like me comes along. <laughs> well, take. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, half of bloody token walls retired coppers. Now, whether yeah. they're Victorian or New South, yeah. look, I've just got to know this bloke, and we've got a link because he owns a rake, a few racehorses, and I've got shares in a few. Yeah. And he was a copper from Gosford. Yep. And ripping bloke, absolutely ripping bloke. Yep. So we have a few beers and catch up and talk mm. horses and talk mm. bullshit. Mm. And he went out under similar circumstances. Mm. And um, so the town's full of us. Mm. Mm. Full of a cop. Every second bike you meet having a beer, oh, yeah, I was in the Victoria Park. <laughs> I was in New South. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you've surrounded It's not like you've come to a town and you, you're completely devoid of mm. Mm. Uh, contact with mm. Mm. Um, your past. Mm. Your past is there a fair bit and mm. you just feel totally comfortable with it. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, all I can say is um, great work. It's great to hear a good, a good yeah. story. Well, a, a um, positive story about PTSD because you hear a lot of really bad stuff. Yeah, well, mate of mine, I think he's a senior sergeant at the moment, mm. and he rings me up on the way home from work, mm. and uh, I said, "Mate, you mm. just." Mm. He's killing himself. Yeah, and I think there's a lot that are, and it's that. He's would you be- agree? It's that stigma. That, you know, for instance, he's a senior sergeant, he's a man, he's got to be able to handle he's this. He's a psychologist at the okay. moment, once yep. a month. You're putting your head into the noose. Yeah. Continually, mate. 
Yeah, and he only needs one more, doesn't he? And it doesn't need to be a huge, as we we both said, the things that um, pushed us over the edge, they weren't. No, that's right, but our bottle was full. He comes up here a lot, Mm. and his wife came up with him last time. She said, I don't even understand why he comes up here. Yeah. She came with him. Yeah. But a couple of times ago he's come up and we had a few beers and he went to bed and it took him two days just to to wind down. But and then when he goes back, the stress, the, correct. But the stress just builds and builds, yeah, doesn't it? You've done thirty years, mate. Yeah, what come on, that's right. Don't and why, you know, why don't we? Why don't we put up our hand and like even now we think that we're making inroads, but we're not because there's your mate who it's nearly killing him. His yeah. wife knows. All he wants to do is jump and drive interstate trucks. Yeah. That's why, what he does, wants to do. yeah, why doesn't Just look he? Look at the white line. <laughs> oh God! Anyway, look, Neil, thank you so much for your time today, and um, good luck with everything in the oh, future. And for everybody, come up to the Token Wall Tourist Park. Tourist Park. It's magic. It is. <laughs> Just not those Corellas. No bloody Corellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Neil. No worries, Lovely to meet you. Thank you. Likewise. As you've probably noticed, we've moved to a new platform called ACAST. I think that's the right expression, I've got no idea. And my previous reviews haven't transferred over. I need reviews. (laughs) Could you do me a favour and put up a review? And thank you so much for your support and patronage. With your help, I can give you that little bit extra. Thanks. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.